1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10 through 17. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind, in the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that none, so that no one may say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Jennifer, we're moving forward in First <laughs> Corinthians, and we are we're getting into the muck and mire of the Corinthian church, and we're right. starting in the church and. and right. Um, you know, there's this issue that I'm sure none of us can relate to where people build a brand out of a leader that they follow and they become more <laughs> devoted to that leader than God himself. Right. So a very removed and know, not we're going to work struggle. hard to get to pull yeah. some uh, application out of that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to see how this could apply to us. Um, but yeah, it's, and I also love this, uh, you know, Paul, Sometimes it kind of feels like he has ADHD when he's writing. And I love this little side note in 16. He's like, oh, I did also baptize oh, that's the right. household. Yeah. Savannah. It's like, I'm not sure. But I'm not sure about anyway. I'll say But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So I love it. I do too. Um, and then this passage wraps up with such an amazing uh, statement. Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel and not with el- words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. So... Mm-hmm. This is, you know, and, and we're we're really going to get into this in the coming days. Yes. But Paul begins to open up this, you know, sort of doctrine of how our efforts, our wisdom, mm-hmm. our hoopla mm-hmm. can actually empty the power from the cross of Christ. Right. Very oh, interesting. Wow. It is. So, yeah. What and are yet, you- well, it, t- it kind of goes back to what we said about being influenced by your culture and you don't even realize yeah. because yeah. in a in a meritocracy and a, um, you know, kind of hub of business trade, you know, movers and shakers kind of thing. I mean, yeah. that is your currency is your knowledge yeah. and your influence. And it's like, they've taken that idea and it's infiltrated the church. And so now Paul is going to just decimate that over and over again um, in first Corinthians, but it's good for us to think like, Oh yeah. Am I, am I relying on my own? Um, understanding here, you know, mm-hmm. like, am I like looking for my salvation and like what I know? No, it's like the power of the cross. So that's going to be, that's going to be cool to, um, to look at a little bit later. But right now we see like, it kind of like lays out the problem that we've got this disunity and mm-hmm. it's interesting how it came to him. I mean, most commentators think there was another letter or a letter that was written to Paul mm-hmm. about what was going on yeah. and presented this kind of like, don't you agree with us kind of thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then God bless Chloe. Yeah. She sends her people and she's yeah. like, this Cl- is Chloe's what, entourage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chloe's people. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, but yeah, again, commentators think she's probably, was probably wealthy. She was like, you know, a leader, one of these women who worked alongside, you know, yeah. um, Paul yeah. in the gospel. Yeah, she was awesome. Uh, so very cool. And she's, um, you know, like any good um, conflict resolution. She's mm-hmm. like, let's, let's, let me tell you what's really going on. You yeah. got to get all yeah. those, 
all the sides. She's the perfect church lady. Yeah, there you she go. And so, not, yeah, yeah, so she lets him know like what the quarrels are about. And so then now he's, um, you know, gonna appeal, which I think is an interesting word. But I think just like to sit in this minute and be like, wow, they, you know, this is shalom, like you mentioned before, is something that, um, you know, the Jewish people, the Old Testament prophets, like they had, there's all these wonderful, like, prophecies of one day you know like lion and lamb you know kind of yeah. like laying down beside each other i mean just people long for this peace and um we just heard you know over the christmas i went to the advent um uh, class with will kinds and he was talking just about how you should feel that darkness when you're li- reading the old testament and long for yeah. the light yeah so i think like that's what we but these people have actually seen the light yeah. the, they've experienced the it like Lord. christ yeah. has come yeah and so they really should be kind of taken with the beauty of their reality that like like Christ has come. And so now the church should reflect this in some kind of beautiful way. And yet they're just, um, you know, they're just evolving into usual politics here in the church. So, yeah. And, you know, we have such a propensity and not to like open any cams of worms on here. But, um, you know, I, I really start to get like the bad tingly spidey sense feeling when like people start to make a big deal about like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a Calvinist or, you know, <laughs> like I follow Russell Moore on Twitter. Right, you, right, you know, right. like, Cause we, we kind of do the same thing. And, oh, and 100%, you know, yeah. this is not even making a statement about any theological beliefs, but it's like, shouldn't we all just like be Jesus followers? <laughs> right. And, and you know, any, any doctrine or teaching a man that mm-hmm. aligns with the scriptures and, and the spirit of the Lord, um, affirm and then right. any that doesn't, even if it's from the same fountain or person, like we should disregard that. Right. And so it's certainly something that we see here. And then Paul lands on this interesting note that he came to preach and not with eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied mm-hmm. of its power. Mm-hmm. And you know, we have plenty of real estate um, later in chapter one to really get into this more. Yeah. But I do think this this is important. So obviously, Paul is hammering just the centrality of Jesus and his yeah. lordship and the fellowship that we've been brought into with the son, the son of God. And here he he makes this note that his eloquent wisdom that Mm -hmm. if he'd come as some great teacher and, and, you know, eloquent reader of the word, then that would have actually been counterproductive in the mission of God. Yeah. Which is really interesting. It is. And, and, you know, I I think it, you know, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this, but it kind of makes me ask the question, how, how do we empty the cross of Christ of its power? What are the things that we're right. given to? Right. Given? Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's what um, he's kind of pointing out when people are saying, I follow this person, I follow that person, like how it's actually bringing glory to that person and the mm. way apparently that they're leading or presenting the gospel even. I mean, their message may be good and not that these people felt that way, but like just in their audience, their, you know, desire to align themselves and to identify with this group to the point of arguing with other people. Yeah. It just shows that like, this is more about them Mm. (laughs) and how they feel about themselves, which I think is always like a little bit like caught up short, like, Oh, Oh, right. Like 
that's this is more about me and how I feel about myself and want to be affirmed than it is about the actual truth. And Jesus, like we saw this over and over with him and the Pharisees, how they were so blinded, like they were so like, we are sons of Abraham, like we are like, we're all about the truth. And he's Mm -hmm. like, you're so blinded, like you're, you're not seeing the truth standing right in front of you. And so that is that's a problem for us. But what's the way forward is humility. Yeah. And I think that's what Paul is saying is like, because obviously we know he's very educated. He had, I mean, he had all kinds of credentials to stand on yeah. and he never did. Yeah. He always stood on the cross of Christ, Amen. which that would absolutely be the corrective to this, you know, pride and humility. But you can see it, how that plays out, which I think is helpful for us. Cause sometimes I can know these truths, but I'm just like, what does this look like? But you can see it in his language from the very beginning. He says, I appeal to mm. you. So he's um, he's not like laying down the law, so to speak, like, hey, yeah. I'm the guy and you need to do what I say. He's he's laying down grace yeah. of our Lord Jesus Christ. And again, like he's already rooted it in what Christ has done, even in the verses before. But it, this just kind of reminds me that like Christians, like we know a lot of truth and we like to speak the truth, but often, sometimes the truth can be unhelpful. Mm but not because it's like we shouldn't be saying the truth it's in the way yeah. that we're presenting yeah. presenting it right so it's more like we're using it to like kind of throw us yeah, we spark. weaponize yeah. we weaponize it we're trying to like spark the gasoline like create uh you know like conflict instead of like use the truth to put out the fire yeah or you know there's the pharisaical side of that too where we can take something that's true but prioritize it you know like i think of jesus and the sabbath like mm-hmm. they were taking a a law of god that was true and yet like extending it and prioritizing it pat you know and extorting it to a, a sense that god did not intend for it to be right extended right and so um yeah and that word parakaleo for i appeal to you brothers you know is literally i beg i yeah. plead you yeah know? and so yeah the, it, that's a very humble stance that he's taking with them exactly and he's coming off you know the the verse right before this is god is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship right and so this is a very warm and like family conversation yeah. yes. kind of thing and and so he he's pleading with them like i didn't die for you i, right. I wasn't crucified i'm not right. baptizing you in my name and he's and neither did Peter and neither did Apollos. Yeah, like these people did not save you. Yeah, it's first. Yeah, um, I think the the next thing when he what he calls them to do to agree, speak the same. It's like don't talk past one another. Again, yeah. he's instructing them in what it looks like to humbly like discuss these hard things among you know with another person. It's like agree, like speak the same, like yeah. come from the same place and no divisions. That word divisions is schismata, which is, mm. of course, where we get our word schism. But mm-hmm. it's like, again, don't always be looking to make an argument, like n- look for new ways to relate to one another. Mm-hmm. So kind of like bringing us back to that, like family language. I just remember when like my kids used to fight. You know, like any other thing, I'd be like, sit him down. I, I find and be it hard like, to believe there was ever, know, ever any fighting know, in the McClish household. But this was one of my things always. I was like, you are family. Like, mm-hmm. you are brothers. And yeah. this is how brothers treat one another. And this is who you're going to be to one another for the rest of your lives. Like, yeah. this isn't a, you know, anyway, that's like really powerful language yeah. to remind us 
that we're in the family of God. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm chomping at the bit. I really want to get into the like words of eloquent wisdom, less the cross. Okay. But right. we're going to have to wait for tomorrow to really get into the power of the cross and how it upends our wisdom. Yeah. So we'll see you tomorrow. It. For Jennifer McClish, this is Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.